Last time, Ahoy went on a shopping trip to the armory to find a means to make CD8 more sturdy, though only finding options out of his price range. Somewhat surprisingly, our favorite wood elf excelled at, at a social interaction, convincing the smith Tov to be on the lookout for a way to earn money that would enable him to purchase armor with her. Ahoy and CD8 then also met Baldrick, Hedwig's younger brother, who is now officially Ahoy's acquaintance. Big steps, big steps. Meanwhile, the Red Man got a 14-day permit to put on shows on the Bell Market by bribing a city official at the Hall of Elders. Hedwig, who had been discussing the infestation with her sister Wolberger, counseled him to befriend the guards during the day with displays of acrobatics so that he'd have more leeway putting on a fire spectacle in the evening. On her and Astrid's advice, he also had some pamphlets made to advertise his bell market performances in the various taverns in town. Lastly, Hedwig's immediate worries were somewhat alleviated by the arrival of the 500 GP diamond sent by Vico, the head of the guild, with an invitation to stop by his office to discuss possible employment opportunities. So basically, everybody's just hustling, and I'm loving that. And yeah, there was also a lot of front desk action, if you recall. Every day I'm hustling. Exactly. I don't remember bribing the guy. No, I think actually now that as I said it, I was like, I think you maybe just uh I was paid totally him. above board. I think you were above board. Everybody was really trying to be above board because uh, I think uh Ahoy had a mantra of I respect Hedwig and her family and I'm going to do nothing to get them into jeopardy uh and constantly like reminding himself to be on his best behavior as does the red man and yeah you're doing really well i think you just uh embarrassed him a little bit because you were calling out to all of his colleagues that whatever happens whatever happens it's thanks to this guy the future of this city is in his hands. Exactly. And if you burn down the bell market, that's on him. And if you're going to be the beloved performer that all the city loves, that's, that's also thanks to him. So, all we know um, is the future of the city is bright. Either bright with <laughs> flames or bright with love. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we'll find out. <laughs> so what do you guys want to do? What time is it? Uh, it can be just the next day, like early morning, next day. You had a, you had, you know, you were doing your errands, uh, the, the day before, and now we just start bright and early. I need to get out there early to get my good spot. Mm-hmm. Okay. The red man is going to the bell market. What is everybody else planning to do this day? So yeah, Hedwig would go spend some time with her father and, um, then, I guess go seek out Vico to see um, what he needs and to see, yeah, what she can do. Because I think um, just waiting around the house would, yeah, uh, she can't just sit there and wait around the house. She needs to be doing something. And ahoy. But where am I again? Am I in the house just like chilling? Remind me again where exactly I am. Yeah, exactly. You're also in uh, the glass blazer's house. Uh, in a room with CD8. Um, for now, I'm just going to sit in the room and stare at the corner. <laughs> just like not do cool. anything. <laughs> just because I am still in my mantra of this is Hedwig's family. I respect Hedwig. I will do nothing wrong to embarrass her or anything. <laughs> um, and I am very nice. going to stick to this mantra. Okay. 
So the red man, you're. What do you What do you want to do? Well, I head to the bell market nice and early, and try to find the best spot where the most people can see me. Mm-hmm. I think last time you were considering going to the waterfront because mm-hmm. in this uh, the the south end of the bell market is right at, on the water of the river Rovin, and there is a bridge there with a knight's bridge. Um, in the northeast of the uh, of this of the place, there is there is the hall of elders that you were in yesterday. That you were explicitly told you are not allowed to perform in front of. Yet, and yet, who knows? I'm going to earn um, that right. You just wait. <laughs> maybe one day you can perform in the hall of elders. That would be quite something. Raise my eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> As you look, so you come from the east because you come from the uh, you know Hedwig's family home. You ca- you go over the dwarf bridge, and but my laptop is now in front of the map of Avalon that I have taped to the wall. So that is not that's unfortunate. Uh, I'd, I'm just going to have to deal with this, uh, but I can remember from memory. Uh, so yeah, you come from the east. You ca- go. You come from the uh, Hall of Elders and you see to your left is the waterfront. To your right is a lot of like fancy houses. Some of them have stores in them, kind of like boutiques, stuff like that. Uh, very all, Everything looks pretty fancy here. And But yeah, in the middle of the square is just some market activity, you know, stands, farmers, uh, selling their produce, artisans selling their products, and yeah, you c- there are a few a- at the edges. You could you could line up to see where you could perform, but uh, yeah, that's for you to explore. I go and do so. I go and explore. I find a really good spot. It's important that I find a good place that produces good audio as well. Well, if you're looking for good sound, sight is more important, but mm-hmm. I want somewhere that the sounds is not going to be drowned out by boats or whatever. And to test that, I'm going to go around with Eleanor's fiddle of friendship that she gave me. I love how everything everything that you have now has the uh, adage at the end of friendship, coat of friendship, fiddle of friendship. I love this because they're they're given to me by my friends. By the way, what's the temperature like? Because if the temperature is kind of chilly i'm probably gonna be wearing the coat of friendship yeah uh what did i i think i said it was i forgot i forget which i think it was spring so it's like it's fine you don't have to wear it okay well if i don't have to then i'm not gonna i don't wanna okay i know the red man knows how to get the miles out of his clothes yeah yeah so he's not gonna use it if he doesn't have to to give it more lifespan yeah, maybe especially if you're doing acrobatics, that would be like you know you'd get pretty hot under there, and you do, you don't want to fall over a cape because as everybody who has seen The Incredibles knows, no capes, no capes. <laughs> uh, okay, so you walk a lot uh, around the waterfront, plucking your fiddle, which is not yeah, a euphemism. Uh, there you go. I'm going to make a performance check to see if I catch anybody's attention as I wander to see which place is good for catching attention, which case has lots of people. All right. So with performance, I have plus six. I got a 12, 18. 18. So 
in the very beginning, people aren't really paying you much mind. There is a lot of, you know, hustle and bustle going on. Uh, people are very focused on the east side of the square to just get done with their business or maybe just, you know, get over the square. But as you come closer to the to the Knights Bridge, you see that actually right next to the bridge would be a pretty good place because there's, you know, people there are newcomers coming from the south part of southern part of the of the town over the bridge and you can see everybody like in this you have you're pretty much like in the center not in the center of the square but like in the middle of it on the south side so you have a pretty you're like in the middle of it geographically speaking not in the center but and you have like everybody can like that's a pretty good spot you can uh, you know you get, can get a lot of attention that way all right I put down uh, my backpack and start rooting around for some traffic cones. <laughs> traffic cones. Interesting. How would that look they're, like in a fantasy setting? They're just little um, little wooden triangles that I use to mark my performance space. They're okay. not just for the audience. They're also for me, for my calculating my jumps and my spins and knowing how much space, because I practice in a certain amount of space. So I use these to measure my space and set up my stage without a stage. Mm -hmm. So you're, you're like doing a perimeter check, like getting your territory down. Good. I love it. So what do you do after you've set that up? What kind of things do you do to entertain the people? Well, first of all, I begin with a few light stretches, um, a few displays of uh, acrobatics, you know, do a couple of handstands into a small backflip, landing in splits. Let's see if I can do that. Yeah, acrobatics I was going to say, that seven. sounds like an acro- acrobatic check to me. Ooh, natural 20. Wow, natural 20 okay. plus 7, 27 for my stretches. You're nailing this. You're stretching real good. Yeah, you know, come out my come out from my splits, and then I moonwalk a little bit, and then shake my hands. You know, as people you know watch and say, you know, it's important to keep limber. Mm-hmm. What do you ha- do? You have some sort of uh, cup or whatever to where people can throw money in. Oh, I'm not claiming. I'm not getting money just now. Right now, I'm just uh, I'm doing it for the views right now. Okay, cool. As people see the cup, they're just gonna be like, oh, he's just here perform he's just here to get money. But mm-hmm. they see no cup, they're like, Oh, why is he doing this? Cool. That's you know, that that uh, curiosity mm-hmm. keeps them keeps them there. Nice. Okay. So you you're doing your warm up, your stretches and some acrobatic tricks then. Yeah. I would like to do an investigation check. As people mm-hmm. begin, you know, milling around doing their stuff, I'm looking for uh groups, larger groups of people. And in those groups of people, I want to identify who is the most influential or important person in the group, like a group of girls, who's the lead mean girl, and a group of guards, who's the captain. And um, Mm -hmm. on those people, I want to subtly cast Enthrall. Okay, cool. So you can, in terms of, you know, there, there are definitely some guards around they're not really in groups they are you know they're in pairs just walking around the vicinity they have given you the ones over already they're kind of confused by you not putting because you know they think you're a performer but also you haven't put anything the the not the no cup policy is confusing them 
so they're just walking away, doing their round. Um, you can see a group of merchants is just setting up shop uh, in the middle of it. That could be something. Or, uh, you know, there are definitely, there is a crowd gathering just to, you know, buy some wares. Uh, it's it's difficult because, you know, it's, it's just a crowd. Sometimes it's difficult to... Actually, I've just uh, reread the spell in Thrall. Um, I actually cause creatures of my choice, not just individuals. So I'm actually going to oh. do it on everybody. And okay. just hope the more influential people who can move the crowd with them uh, join in. Okay, so so what does that do exactly? So uh, you weave a distracting string of words, causing creatures of your choice that you can see within range that can hear you to make a wisdom saving throw. Any creature that can't be charmed automatically succeeds. Uh, I have a disadvantage if we're in combat with the creature. If they fail, they have disadvantage on perception checks to perceive anything other than me until the spell ends or until they can no longer hear me. What's the duration of the spell? One minute. So for one minute, they're just going to be enthralled by my performance. And then when that's gone, just hopefully the wowness of the performance will keep them in. Okay, I'm going to roll a wisdom saving throw with no modifier because commoners don't have modifiers <laughs> for that sort of thing. Right, the DC is uh, 17. Yeah, they rolled a six. So they are, you have two dozen people currently enthralled in your performance. Right. So my distracting words that brings them in is with a bit of a flip and a small poof of fire and... Come, come see the show. Today, but a preview of the masterful performance to come this evening. Come, gather the children. It's high time you learn about heroes great and old and watch the world burn. Who saved the world from burning, I should say. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, yeah, they. You can you can hear some cheering starting. Everybody's very... It's it's like this crowd murmur that is very much in uh, uh, how how do you say um, like an enthusiastic murmur <laughs> if such a thing exists it's like everybody's yeah that sounds great I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure to check that out yeah. and the, I'm gonna continue with some low level fire spells mm-hmm. so I'm going to. Um, Okay, it's not exactly low level, it's a third level spell, but I'm going to cast um, Melf's Minute Meteors uh, mm-hmm. and begin juggling them. Wow, okay. And then as they're like, ooh, flim fireballs, I'm like, ooh, look how cool these are. But then one of them goes up a good bit into the air, out of range of anybody, and explodes in a shower of boom. <laughs> to cause everyone to go, oh! Mm-hmm. The crowd is yeah. going wild, and as and now they is... now they realize how volatile those things are, and they see me shoveling them. They get a bit of a oh, a bit of a bit of nervous nervousness along with the anticipation. Mm-hmm. And as you do that, there are you know you have enthralled about two dozen people in the beginning, but as you're putting on this show, more like most of the enthralled people stay after the spell has sort of fizzled out because they are actually really in like in love with your display um there there is even more people 
coming in because obviously you're putting on a show, you, uh, especially the meteor that you throw into the air. It's kind of a... You know, it draws people in. Exactly. Like moths to a flame, they come gathering and you can see it even on the other bank of the river. And so people are trying to check that out. And so there are now three dozen people in front of you uh, just, you know, just watching you intently. Uh, You can also see two pairs of guards from different directions coming your way. Uh, just, you know, to see what the fuss is about. Because you, they just saw sort of a little explosion. Explosion, yeah. <laughs> so um, I continue a few more acrobatics with the um, meteors. You know, looks like, oh my God, I'm going to drop them. We're all going to die. Oh no, he didn't. He caught them with his foot and shoots it up into the sky. Yet another explosion. Nice. I'm causing a bit of a um, whoa from the crowd. Yeah. But it was all, they realized, oh my God, was that an accident? No, it was all intentional, of course. And then nice. if I see the guards getting nervous, I get I get a feeling for nervousness. Like they're kind of like, oh, okay, stop now. And at that point, I switch to comedy. How, how, how does the red man do comedy? Like what, what is he doing fart jokes or like no, what no, sort no. of thing? <clears throat> Mime. <laughs> oh, perfect. So what are you so, miming? Well, what I do is... Um, I trap myself inside Otoluk's resilient sphere. Uh. <laughs> and basically, I turn myself into a giant hamster ball and do a bunch of very funny tricks inside. Like I'm walking into like crash into a wall, but it's like physical wall. And people are like, how is he doing that? Because the mm-hmm. sphere is see-through. And then uh, I begin rolling it and they can sort of see the outline of the sphere as I roll it. And they're like, he's in a hamster ball. And you know, I roll, roll, roll. And then I like stop myself and I start <laughs> flying around inside the thing, all within the confines of my ring. And then like I get the kids giggling, but I'm like, I'm super dizzy. And then suddenly I'm like upside down on my head. And I'm like looking around like I'm so confused. Like, oh my God, why the hell am I upside down? What happened to you guys? I say to the kids, like, why are you guys upside down, kids? And they're like, no, you're upside down. <laughs> and I'm like, what? No, you're upside down. They're like, no, you are. And I'm like, what? And I look up, oh my God, I'm falling into the sky. At which point I blast myself up into the sky using... Ah, as a Kanazer Scorcher, which is wow. basically a straight stream of fire in a straight line. And uh, I basically use that to jet propel myself several feet up into the air, where I land with a spin and a ta-da. <laughs> I love everything about this. Please make an acrobatics check with advantage. Advantage, all right. All right, so either... So I got an 11, so that's either 18 or a 1. I'll take the 18. Yeah. <laughs> Smart. Uh, yeah, you're you're nailing the landing. And everybody's just cheering now. And now there is more than 50. You, it's difficult to count now, but it's definitely more than 50 people now watching you. And everybody's just uproariously laughing, uh, like huge belly laughs, some chuckles, you know, all across the board, but everybody seems very amused. You can even see one of the guards is kind of beginning to to lose their professional demeanor and is kind of getting more and more into this. And yeah, every, everybody's just super into what you're doing. 
And I constantly remind him, come for the big show tonight. This is but a taste. And then I'm going to uh, look around in my pockets. I'm like, oh, where did I put that thing? What's going on? Oh, here it is. I take out just a, a coin, just a, a regular silver coin. I'm like, hmm, hmm, hmm. Oh, no, wait. And then I, I air quote fingers here, drop it. And as it lands on the ground, everyone's watching it land. And then I cast darkness on myself. Wow. So a, I think 30 foot, is it, are you going to do the whole perimeter? I'm going or? to try to reduce just to the perimeter of my, um, actually, no, I'll cast it really big so that the crowd's mm -hmm. in a two for a split second. And in that split second, I'm going to attempt to um, disappear into the crowd and just uh, pop up somewhere else. Okay. Uh, do a stealth check with advantage. Uh, actually, you know what? I'll actually just use Misty Step because I can oh, do that. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so in that split second of darkness, just the initial boom of darkness, everyone's suddenly like, ah, oh, and then suddenly I'm gone. And then suddenly I'm going to go somewhere high where they can see me, perhaps on one of the sides of the bridge. You know, the bridge has presumably has um, pillars at the side of it. Yeah. And uh, appear there. When the darkness is gone, they all look around. And then I'm going to just a big ta-da at the top of the bridge there. The crowd goes wild. And you're just like eating this up. This is yeah, all yeah. probably all you've been wanting this entire time. Perfect. A long time, yeah. And I'm like, come and see the Red Man show tonight, 7 p.m. In which case I backed up off the bridge and then dashed through the streets. Maybe some wow. kids will want to follow me. Some maybe people will be like, whoa, what's going on? But uh, basically, I just yeah. try to disappear to make, keep the keep the anticipation, keep the mystery. Okay, wow. And you know, you've had some pamphlets made. They're definitely going to do some work. Uh, yeah, I'll throw some pamphlets behind me as I do. <laughs> but the, as we all know, the best sort of advertising is word of mouth. And you've just absolutely enthralled, even non-magically, like 50 60 people and they're gonna tell everybody they know about what just happened and so all right so that's the red man done for until the evening time so okay and with this display of the red man we switch to hedwig and what is hedwig mm -hmm. going to do now well i feel feel bad following that up i i'm not going to be doing <laughs> anything nearly that exciting um yeah, so, yeah, I just, um, I guess, kind of like when you go home, you just kind of get into your old habits. So wake up, have breakfast with my family, hang out with my dad for like an hour. And then uh, I guess I tell him, it's like, well, I'll, I'm off to see Vico. Make sure you call if you need anything. Will do. Thank you. <laughs> so, yeah, I squeeze his hand and um, I... Head out to see Vico to see uh, what he, yeah, if there's anything I can do. Obviously, he's done me an enormous favor giving uh, getting the uh, diamond for me. So I would like to help him out in any way I can. All right. You go to the uh, Dwarven workshops where Ahoy was the day before. Mm -hmm. And you obviously, you know your way around. You know where the headquarters is of your clan. And you come to another front desk because we're doing this. 
uh, there is a, a dwarven lady who welcomes you and says, hello, what can I do for you? How may I help you? Hi, I'm I'm Hedwig from the Glassblazer uh, clan. Um, is Vico in? Uh, let me check for a second. Yeah, he's in. He's in. He's currently in a meeting, but uh, if you wait for a little in a meeting, that's so not unfantasy. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's in a meeting. <laughs> yeah. Our CEO is currently in a meeting. Uh, and uh, please, uh, you know, if, if you can wait for another 10, 15 minutes, I'm sure uh, we can squeeze you in. Sure. There's no rush. I'm just here to help. Do you want anything to drink or can, anything to make your stay more pleasant? Oh, that's that's so thoughtful of you. Yeah, I'd love I'd love a uh, something warm to drink. Whatever you've got. All right, and uh, they bring you a, a lovely cup of tea uh, with a with a li- w- little bit of a biscuit on the uh, uh, on there as well. What service? (laughs) So you wait about 15 minutes and uh, yeah, you're being led to Vico's office and he sees you enter and says, ah, Hedwig, good, good to see you. Please come in. Thank you. Uh, And there is the, the, uh, he, he's sitting on, on point, very on point behind a huge glass desk that, you know, your, uh, uh oldest sister Sieglinde had had f- f- uh manufactured for him mm-hmm. that is kind of like one of these big executive desks just entirely made of very very sturdy glass um and kind of the crown jewel in his office if you will <laughs> uh otherwise it's just like an office with a lot of paperwork and stuff like that yeah but also you know a lot of uh you know uh, little gems and little stones and stuff like that because you know that's what his guild is about and mm-hmm. yeah uh, he asked what, what, what can I do for you I hope your my my delivery has reached you yeah yes um, I, I did get it and I am incredibly grateful um, also um, happily I have not needed to use it just yet it's great to hear. I'm actually here to ask you, what can I do for you? For me, I mean, you know, we can always we can always use more hands. Uh, I, if I if I remember correctly, you were part of the guard. That is correct. Is that correct? Great. Um. So I was actually talking to a friend of mine who was was looking to send a a chest to one of his business associates mm-hmm. in silvery moon and uh you know he was looking for some trusted um people to guard it and transport it to silvery moon uh you'd get paid on delivery of course and hmm. um, if that works out, we might have more things in in store for you. I can absolutely do that. Would you be fine leaving for Silvery Moon, though, with your father? You know, in this in this. Um, well, that's the question. How um, 
how far away is that? Just um, I know Hedwig would know, but I don't yeah. remember. <laughs> it's something like thirty to fifty miles, so it's not that far away. Okay. It's not like you're traveling for weeks. Because um, Hedwig's got a window of ten days. Yeah. So. Um, I mean, if everything so, goes well, you'd be totally fine. Everything within yeah. the window, but you never know what happens. You never what know. That's the true. The universe might throw at you. That's true. If I got kidnapped and died, um, I certainly would leave the diamond behind because it also would be very foolish to run around with a diamond worth 500 gold pieces Smart. in your bag. Um, I feel like I should start talking to my my sister and be like, you need to learn <laughs> how to raise dead, <laughs> just in case. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, so, um, right, to Silvery Moon. But we can, I can also be on the lookout for other jobs in town if you prefer that. That's totally fine. Um, it's hmm. a good question. Uh, may I ask what I'm transporting? I'm not at liberty to say. Okay. That is that is one of the mm. my <clears throat> he clears his throat. I actually, my friend. I don't know if if you're familiar with her. Uh, Glim and you, you know, everybody knows Glim. Glim, okay. <laughs> uh, Glim Goldsniffer, the greatest looter on the Sword Coast, okay. actually has has her office on the Bell Market, which is like prime real estate, mm-hmm. and is specialized in buying and selling magical artifacts. Okay. And um, Vico goes on to explain to you that. He personally doesn't even know what's in there. Uh, Glim is keeping her hand close to the chest. And from all he knows, you know, the uh, kind of what goes with the package deal, you can't, you are not allowed to open the chest. And even if you try to, uh, apparently she's told me, that would have some consequences. She was kind of vague about that. I'm, I don't know what that would entail, but that's just how she talks sometimes. Okay. Makes me a little torn. Although I am pretty confident in my capabilities and I have someone I could ask to join me, which would make, uh, which would make it even safer and probably quicker. Hmm. That'd be great. Do you want me to write a letter, a letter of introduction to Glim or... Yes, that would be great. Um, I'll have, let's say, I've got a tentative yes. I'll need to check with um, my travel companion to see if uh, he'd be willing to join me. Of course. And, yeah. you, you know, you can always meet up with Glim, and if it's not for you, then you can just okay. decline. You know, you, you haven't yeah. signed a contract yet. So exactly. So it's I'll, absolutely okay. I'll I'll see what it's all about. Uh, although it definitely sounds like if anybody, how, depending on how many people know about this, um, it seems uh, like we have the possibility that someone may want to intercept us. So that's why you're there for exactly. And that's why they're no, they're not just putting it onto a card. <laughs> so yeah i'll i'll run back home 
see if I can get some support and then maybe go talk to Glim. Great. You make another few more minutes of small talk of how <laughs> your travel has been, of how your family is, and then you can, you you go home. All right. Uh, unless there's something else you want to do, I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, well, I guess um, one thing I would want to know is: Have I gone anywhere close to the bell market? And e depending on how far away I am, can I hear anything? Mm. <laughs> uh you're you're a few miles from the bell market okay. you are uh basically so the the dwarven headquarters are right on the river on the other side of the river to the bell market mm -hmm. i mean not not it's not literally opposite but it's mm -hmm. like on the other side and it's about maybe two miles southwest of the bell market if you want okay um but you don't you don't really nothing catches your attention okay just curious yeah <laughs> if i'm starting to worry because i hear some explosions and screaming no <laughs> i mean i don't know adam how big was that explosion would it be audible miles away uh, miles i'm not sure about miles and hmm. um, i did choose a good place for the audio to echo so maybe it could be Okay, then I would say, uh, Alex, roll a perception check. Okay. Twenty-two. <laughs> yeah, you hear what, as you're talking to uh, to Vico, mm. uh, as he is explaining something to you, you hear a faint. <laughs> And I think to myself, hmm, I bet I know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> don't we all? Radman's yeah. in town. <laughs> oh, okay. You know, you're just bound to hear some explosions when he's around. Exactly. It's, it's That's normal. <laughs> getting used to it, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Great. All right. Okay. So with everybody left, uh, with everybody back at your home, um, Redman, what are you doing about the pamphlets? You've made about 20 of those. Uh, I assume you may, might have picked them up on the way back, but uh, how you how you're proceeding with them? Uh, trying to put them in important junctions where I see lots of people getting lots of foot traffic and... Mm -hmm. Put them in places of, um, you know, where lots of people congregate, the entrance to marketplaces or entrance to districts, um, very important taverns, big hotels. All right. Okay. So you, I would say you would probably post them on either sides of the two bridges on the bigger inns of the town. There are five big ones uh, and... Yeah, maybe maybe you even uh, sneakily try to put one. That's up to you. But uh, onto the Hall of Elders. I don't know if you want to do that. That was that's just a big building. I don't know if that's something you would be up for, <laughs> or if you want to be careful. I mean, I don't want to get in trouble and have my performance revoked. Okay, then maybe you're playing it safe and it's not there. You're not doing it there. Uh, yeah, you you're kind of dispersing all of your 
pamphlets across town and you know this evening is gonna be a sight to behold oh yes it will <laughs> okay um ahoy what, what are you doing are you just staring at the wall for like 10 hours or how are you spending your morning I am, but I think CD8 is getting a little bit restless. He doesn't mm -hmm. really like being cooped up in the house that much. Um, I mean, he is a big, giant spider. So I think at some point, um, he tries to, he starts to, you know, nuzzle at me and try to make sure that I need to get out. Or oh, he's kind of, you know, um, yeah. inquiring as to the possibility of us leaving the room. And eventually, <laughs> uh, I will sigh and stand up and get give in to his uh, demands and then allow him to go out into the hallway and uh, maybe find his uh, children friends that he made recently and go play with them great so cd8's playing uh, with theodosia and theodoric while you're having maybe a cup of tea or something sitting on in in the corner yeah observing just like walking around like you know um hands behind my back uh walking as like a loving parent would following his child running through the the halls of the the house playing with his uh, fellow children friends um just nice. a, a wholesome um family <laughs> image is ahoy and cd8 <laughs> <laughs> yeah ahoy is, is is really very nurturing that's true towards um, cd8 and no one else Yes, I was <laughs> I was not gonna. <laughs> uh, great. Okay, so you all congregate uh, around uh, back back at the house at noon. If there's any like interaction you guys want to have with each other, I have a question. Mm -hmm. How um how old is CD8? I don't have in my notes how old Ahoy is. Not Ahoy. Um, CD8, but uh, they did meet about forty five years ago. Okay. Okay. Oh wow! Really? That's that long ago. Okay, interesting. I didn't know that. Cool. How how old can that spider get? <laughs> I don't know, but um, let's go with it. <laughs> okay, let's let's just say CD8 is a middle aged spider. Or on their journeys through the universe together, they found the fountain of youth, and CD8 is now <laughs> an elf spider. Yeah. <laughs> Spe specifically for spiders. Yes. Yeah. Fountain of youth for <laughs> exactly. spiders. <laughs> exactly. Or, or maybe Ahoy is pulling an Arwen and, uh, you know, like giving part of her. I guess I guess elves in D&D &D are not immortal, so it doesn't work. But, uh, but every year that he yeah. lives, it takes a year off my lifespan. Yeah. Oh God. Can, I can totally. We can totally do that if you want. I'm that. gonna be dead by like the end of this like campaign. <laughs> <laughs> One way or another, Rashad. One way or another. <laughs> but it won't um, be because I made trouble in this city. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know. We've just we've only just arrived here two days ago. So far, it's going great, but you never know. Who knows? We might find those flavors. So, yeah. but. That would be completely justifiable. This is why I am um, talking to no one. I am gathering no information. <laughs> it's like if I run into someone, I will. <laughs> wow! So you're putting you're putting your vengeance on hold for Hedwig's sake. That's pretty big. I mean, Ahoy has come close to these people, right? And whenever Ahoy yeah. is close <laughs> with someone, he kind of goes all in, a hundred percent. He tries to put their knees in front of his as much as he can. Um, 
So he, this is what he is doing for the meantime, <laughs> with the hopes that okay. he will not ruin uh, another uh, like friendship. Oh, okay. that's so sweet. That is very sweet. Um. Yeah. Okay. So I was just kind of curious because even though, of course, Theodosia and Theodoric are like teens, that they are also in human years over a hundred years old. So I'm just like this, like hundred something year old spider and hundred year old dwarves, like ah. So that's what I'm picturing in my head. Um, nice. Okay. Um. Great. Yeah. So I guess I would come home and probably find that. Uh, coming home to this. Uh, very familiar. Um, what is it? So this domestic scene, uh, very heartwarming. And um, Redman, are you back? Yeah, I probably at this point I burst in laughing, like, "Oh God, what a day! What a rush! Oh, oh, guys, guys, I've had the best day." Yeah, you heard you blew some stuff up. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was like so totally, totally safe, totally safe. <laughs> No one died that I know of. I would hope so. Or I hope not. I would hope not. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, tonight's show is going to be great. What time is it? Uh, I shout at the crowd like 7 p.m. Like it's nice and dark, really fire and really bright. I feel like I should be there to provide uh was it firefighting uh my firefighting services just in case something goes wrong oh i might need you to create a little bit of a a, a thunderous boom now and then for dramatic effect sure i i can do that too um i also wanted to ask you guys if you'd be willing um i might have found a job for us if you'd be willing to join me i guess we're gonna uh deliver something to silvery moon uh, yeah, sure, sure. I mean, I need to double check with the the person who wants the delivery made. Uh, but it does seem to be very secretive, and seems Ooh, that there would secrets. be a high chance that we might be intercepted along the way, which is why they need um some adventurers to take it, not the post. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, you don't worry. You got your backup. All right interested in any work ahoy will it be all right to leave your father in this condition that he's in silvery moon isn't terribly far away um my sister would be able to message me if anything happened i guess i have a lot of faith in our abilities to be able to travel 30 miles and back in less than 10 days I mean, if it's all right with you and the red man, I'm not going to get in our way. Of course, let's go. Okay. Listen, I need to check with this. Uh, the person who wants the delivery is called Glim Gold Sniffer. So I'll need to talk to them first. Um, then then I'll say whether or not I'm really going to do it. Do you want to do that today? Or do you want to do, do that, that tomorrow? I can do that today in the afternoon, yeah. Okay. Cool. Then mm -hmm. uh, let's let's do that, and then afterwards we're going to the Redman's performance. Fantastic. All right. Great. So, do you go by your own, Hedwig? Um. So I say, does anyone want to come with? I'll go talk to her now. She's just at the Bell Market, or he's they. I don't remember what she, she said. She, she she's at the Bell Market. 
Oh, well, I can't go there yet. Uh, it'll, it'll ruin the anticipation for the crowd. So uh, I'm going to stay here and talk to your family about getting more stories. Okay. Yeah, sure. I'll come with you. I'll bring CD8 as well. Uh, I guess the more people you Great. have with you, the better. Yeah, thanks. I appreciate it. So let's go. Okay, you make your way to the Bell Market that, you know, is this open space, a lot of, you know, it's it's not as, isn't, there's not as much traffic as there was a few hours ago, but it's still, you know, people trying to sell their wares and everything. Um, so there are a few hundred people running around there. Okay. And um, yeah, you pass by the, the big hall of elders on your way there and you look around and eventually find the goldsniffer shop that mm-hmm. should have had a fancy name, but I don't have one right now. So mm-hmm. I'll come up with one later. <clears throat> and uh, yeah, it's this... Uh, one second. Uh, it's this three-story building at the edge of the Bell Market. Um, and as you enter the ground floor... Uh, you can just see all kinds of magical items on display that um, can be, you know, th- that you could purchase if you had more money. <laughs> or, I mean, mm-hmm. there are also like regular items like, you know, uh, potions of healing and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, you you see like a mask and a helm and an arrow. Uh, oh, no, damn it. That is wrong. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, Rashad. <clears throat> that is that doesn't come until later. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so you're on the ground floor, and there's a salesperson, I suppose, mm-hmm. coming coming your way and asks you what they can do for you. Yes, um, I'm here at the request of Vico, as I have heard that um, Glim would like. Um, because I have heard that Glim has um, a job that needs to be done. Um, okay, I again, real world. I got to talk to my manager because uh, <laughs> they don't know anything about that sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, th- that's why uh, I'm also trying to be like sort of vague because I don't yeah. want to be like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And you see, <laughs> uh, they come like they're this like fresh-faced dwarf they're quite young and then they come up with an older dwarf who you know just enter like walks around like he owns the place though he doesn't he's just (laughs) middle management uh and he's like very well uh i hear you are looking to talk to glim uh about a job that's correct may i may do you have any sort of proof any uh you know referral Yep, I hand over the letter of introduction that I received from Vico. Okay, he takes a look at it, reads it very quickly, and uh, gives it back to you. It says, very well, mm-hmm. follow me. And you go through the mm, through the store, up two flights of stairs. As you come to the first floor, you see some sort of workshop-type area. And then the second floor basically is just a small... There's just a few square meters and then just a door that mm-hmm. looks pretty sturdy as well. Good. And uh, he knocks on the door and then it takes like 10 seconds and then a muffled come in 
and uh, he turns to you and says, one second, uh, goes into the goes into the room, comes back half half a minute later and says, uh, please go ahead and opens the door for you. Thank you very much. Yep. And I enter. And you enter. Um, there is a, the, the manager gives a second glance towards CD8, somewhat perturbed by the spider, but doesn't say anything. <laughs> CD8 tries his smile he's been practicing. <laughs> Uh, did we do a performance check about that last time? I don't know. Uh, I think, I think, you know, he's improved and, uh, <laughs> he's definitely tried, you know. He's been practicing with the red man recently. Remember, show more teeth. The more teeth you show, the happier you look. <laughs> you just see all of, like, CD8's fangs or whatever. I don't know, do spiders have fangs? I, don't know. I really don't this know This one does. They... <laughs> this one does. <laughs> this one does. True. And and I like to imagine that the people who know CD8, they're like, that's so cute. And then like people who don't are like, oh my goodness, that's terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Is this spider going to attack me now? Uh, <laughs> and yes, uh, so the three of you go into uh, the room. It looks very fancy, like a lot of velvet and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know why velvet just popped into my mind, but we're going with this now. Uh, and you see a big display of of magical items um there is a mask there is a helm there is an arrow there is a bouquet of roses one black one blue one green one red Hmm. there is really weirdly there is a eye in formaldehyde um nice and and a necklace (laughs) Uh, and as you can, that that's just like on the on a display on the shelves or mm-hmm. on the on the walls, and then again we have now we we are doing more action because now we have this the next desk that I'm going to describe for today. Um, that you can see behind the desk, there are in a row of a special glass case on the edge of the desk sort of are four gold pieces and a chalice. There is a gauntlet and on the other side, a belt and a black feather. And on, on the, uh, you, you see on the desk itself is this sort of gem that just sparkles really nicely. Mm-hmm. Um, some sort of glasses and a, quill that is self-writing it seems because as the dwarf now looks at you it keeps on writing mm-hmm. and you see this middle-aged woman or like I, so I, I need to say middle-aged female dwarf who mm-hmm. uh, says yeah what's it yeah I hear you're coming for the job I'm here to inquire about the job yes okay what's what do you know? What don't you know? I suppose we're going to find out what don't, you don't know. But So what have you heard about it? Uh, I don't know much, but what I do know is that there is a package that needs to be delivered to Silvery Moon. Um, I have not been told and presumably will not be told what's inside. And I cannot open the package. That And that um, payment comes upon delivery. That is all I know. That is correct. You, it is, it is just, you don't need to know what is inside. Don't open the chest. Don't try to open it. I will know. And 
that would be the last time I'm going to try to do business with you if that happens and maybe the last time you will ever do business. And uh, yeah, they're payment on delivery, 300 gold pieces. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I can give you the contacts of your of my associate in Silvery Moon. Might I see the letter from Vico? Yes, and I hand that to her. Okay, she reads it over very carefully and studies it and says, very well, that's that's if you come on recommendation from Vico, I think that should be fine. Um, I don't really expect any interference, but mm-hmm. you can never be too careful. And this is something that, you know, I've, uh, I, need, I need to get done in the next week or two, mm-hmm. um, whenever whenever you'd be ready, and if you successfully, um, if you're successful in this mission, uh, I might have a job for you that pays much much more. All right, um, I'm not prying for information. Um, I'm just trying to be as prepared as possible. In the worst case scenario, what type of people would try to intercept this package? Other hunters and collectors of magical artifacts, I suppose. Okay. I don't, I don't have, nobody knows that this is in my possession. Okay. I don't really know anybody who is keeping their eye on acquiring such an artifact, but Okay. Uh, you never know. There are collectors all over the place who would be willing to do a lot okay. to get their hands on such such a thing. So theoretically, mostly other adventuring parties hired would be yep. the more likely Some scenario. Some swords, whatever <laughs> it is. I don't okay. think you know the collectors themselves. But mm, probably not. I mean, who knows? There could probably. be a very, uh, you know, capable collector yeah. out there. I'm sure. Um, Absolutely. I'm one myself, but I yeah. I can't leave this place. So, mm-hmm. you know, I got to I got to take it up with you lot. Mm-hmm. All right. Um so I turned to Ahoy and CD8 and said, "What do you think?" We support you. <laughs> okay. Wow, Ahoy, I love this. Yeah. Um yeah, I feel like um Hedwig has I think she just hasn't quite learned how to read Ahoy yet, but I mm-hmm. think she's starting to see how hard he's trying and she like is getting quite touched by it. <laughs> he also gives his he also gives like a two thumbs up um, you know, together just to try and make it look even more obvious that he's supportive. Oh great. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. Hedwig like has like a big smile, like, you know, puts her hand to her chest and she's like, Thank you. Um, so she turns back to Glim, uh, Hedwig, um, I turn back to Glim and I say, well, uh, tonight I have, um, an, I have business tonight, so I won't be able to leave. And as I'm sure you're aware, my father is ill. So I guess I would need to tell you that if my sister were to message me or that my father has died while we are on the way, I will turn back immediately. 
What about the rest of your party? That's up to them. If you bring back you, if you bring back the artifact, then you know it's <laughs> it's on you. You won't get paid. Yeah, um, that's fine by me. And if you, tr you know, I don't think you're going to do it. But if you're trying to run away with it, oh no, absolutely. Um, I, I, I would obviously bring the artifact back. Um, if that was the case, I just wanted you to be aware of what's going on on my side. Okay. So there are no surprises. Yeah, that's fair mm -hmm. play. All right. Um, so when would you like to start? I can have everything arranged by tomorrow, but it could also be at a later date. Um, so with the red man and his shows, are you mm. planning on do? Are you were you planning on doing a show every night? No, it'll be okay. Okay, like big ones, like maybe once a week. I want to get the crowds mm -hmm. like excited for like a weekly spectacle. Okay. If I do it and do one every night. I'm going to run out of tricks. <laughs> That's true. Okay. So then, um, oh, I guess Hedwig doesn't know that and said, okay, I'll, um, I think mm, Hedwig is talking to Glim now. So I think yeah. that we could leave tomorrow, tomorrow morning. Um, I have someone else who will be accompanying me uh, to make sure that the package is safe. Um, if that changes, I'll likewise come and let you know the exact date if we cannot leave tomorrow morning perfect that sounds good to me i have everything ready we can sign the contract uh before you leave and yeah that, that's great depending on the show goes i might need to skip town for a couple of days so. <laughs> <laughs> you can go go out ahead head in the direction yeah. of silvery moon <laughs> yeah just running ah help um okay great okay and so the evening comes closer and closer it's starting to get dark and i'm sure the red man is going to make his way in anticipation towards the bell market where we he will be performing tonight but we're going to talk about that next time and uh in the meantime thank you everybody so much for playing Thanks for having us. <laughs> <laughs> and if people have enjoyed the show, Alex, what's the best way to support us? So tell your friends or give us a five-star rating on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if people want to get in touch, Adam, what's the best way people can do that? Check out our pamphlets. Seriallyhook.com <laughs> <laughs> Talk to you next time. See you later, guys.